Okay, so the cage. Welcome to another episode of Two Heels and a Face Wrestling Podcast. This is part two of the Wrestling Buffet line with James Russo. James Russo is the co-owner of Freelance Underground. And if you haven't listened to part one, I recommend you stop right now, pause this, go visit twoheelsandaface.com and find part one, which was just recently released. And in in part one, we covered mm, about 60% of the Wrestling Buffet line. On this part two, you listen to um, the wrap-up of the Hot Plate, which talks about the cage match at the latest Freelance Underground show. And also, we moved into a hefty dessert where Charlie and James get to talk about their love for Sting. I, compadre Chris, get to talk to James about our love for Funko Pops and, and our obsession in collecting Funko Pops. We answer some fan questions. So, without any further ado, let's jump on to part two of the Wrestling Buffet Line with James Russo. Like, the idea, and can you start from the manifestation of the idea to, like, where you're getting this to, like, the building of it? <laughs> okay. So, obviously, any, so any, good st- <laughs> any, any good story has to have a complete ending. Okay. What was, the, for so long before WWE started creating all these different types of styles of matches, what was the match to end any feud? It was the cage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've done cage matches before, but it was always the cyclone fencing. Cage. Okay. Yeah. We never had in... in Is that the, like the chain link? Yeah, the chain link. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Then I find out that Merle has purchased a cage like the old school Big Big Blue. Blue. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Okay, we got to do this. I'm like, we have to do it for what we want to do for two, for story purposes. It all, it, it would lose, get lost in trans, translation if we did two matches in a cage, because then what makes the other one so special? Yeah, that's why you were only getting one, regardless. Okay. Mm-hmm. There was another match plan for Nas and Roy. Okay. Prior to Kylie having to cancel. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, yes, this is gonna be the this is gonna be the great cage. This is the cage I I love. I'm like. Yeah, the only time I really like the the chain link is for war games, which is my favorite gimmick match of all time. I'm like, okay, cool. Approach Kylie, approach Jeff. You want to do cage? Jeff's all about it. Kylie, you have to kind of like, not really going to, you know. She's like, okay, yeah, well, let's do it. Cool. I'm like, this will be the last time you guys you guys wrestle. Cool. She cancels. Give it to Roy and Tony. And then we get there, and the guy who brings the cage, guy who brings the ring, is like, hey, you want to do the cage match first? And I was like, no, it's the, the main, main event. event. Yeah. He's like, you sure? And I was like, yeah, why would I want to do the, the cage match first? He's like, well, I mean, it could take a little while to put together. Yeah. I'm like, well, just how long does it take? Put it together, raise it up, and just bring it down when it's time, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, how long? He's like, oh, like 20 minutes. I was like, oh, 20 minutes ain't that bad to put it together. I'm like, we'll do a short intermission. 
yeah. early in the show, and then it'll be a longer intermission so you guys can put the cage up. It's like, all right. Show's going fine. I hear no one really complaining about everything. I'm on cloud nine. I'm like, we drew really well. I'm like, no one's complaining. Everyone's happy. No one's bitching. It's great, great IPA. <laughs> great IPA. <laughs> yeah. Clearly. <laughs> and then 20 minutes goes by, and they've got like one side up. And I'm like, oh, shit. This is a nightmare. Why is it taking so long? I think it was great. It helped me sober up a little bit. It, right. And, and, and it also... <laughs> you get to drive, yeah. And it also took half the people out the front door. Really? Yes. I mean, the... the was, yeah, when the came from, I found yeah. my way back to the front. The yeah. Yeah. wrestling fans stayed. Yeah. Oh, the gotcha, People that gotcha. were there just to see entertaining wrestling and shit and drink, going on. Yeah, yeah, And drink. It's 11.30. I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. So they all left. And then the thing wouldn't go together. Thing wouldn't go together. None of the pieces were fitting. It's like it's 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 a square hole, square piece. Like mm-hmm. this isn't rocket science. Okay, so now in the back, Tony's like, "What the hell's going on?" I'm like, it's, "They're putting it together, man. I don't know what to tell you." He's like, "What's taking so long?" I thought I was going to like, dude, I, shut up. I don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah, he's getting antsy and he's like, he's worried people are going to leave. They're not going to see the match. Clearly, people did. Uh, Roy's fine. Roy, Roy's, Roy is always Mr. Cool. He's like, whatever. Hey, nothing mm-hmm. I can do. So finally, they get all four sides up. Now comes the door. Can't get the door on. I'm like, what? They can't get the door on. I'm like, you've got to be shitting me. I'm like, it's been 35 minutes. I'm like, we really? have to Was get it going. that long? It took 40 minutes to get the entire cage up. I remember it taking a while. Well, I, I remember it, it took taking longer a than yeah. I thought it took longer than a mission, but not 45 minutes. So Tony's like, Tony's like, what's wrong? I'm like, I can't get the door on. He's like, fuck the door. I'm like, okay, well, fuck the door then. Walk out. I'm like, I look at where the door is. It's all bent. It's all, I'm like, yeah, the door ain't going on. So I tell the ring guy, I'm like, don't put the door on. He's like, you sure, man? I'm like, don't put the door on. Okay. Hey, guys, forget the door. Bring the door back. All right. So everything's done. About to get back into the show. He goes, oh, uh, just tell the guys to stay away from the bar by the door. What do you mean? He's like, well, I can't structurally say it's going to be okay if they, they step on the bar by the door. I'm like, what do you mean? It's going to fall and then apart. I see them, <laughs> then I see them putting twist ties around something. I'm like, oh, man. Oh, this is going to be bad. This is going to be terrible. Tony, don't step on the bar. Why? Just don't step on the bar by the door. <laughs> All right. He goes out there. He gets in the ring. I see the two, the two things just pop. I was like, <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, God. I was like, no, this is terrible. But, I mean, they were able to. But it was, it was definitely a I'm never getting a cage ever again moment. Mm-hmm. You will okay. not. Unless I could get the cage you'll never see a cage ever again. I, 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 I think we need a, a dark match in a cage. That's what it is. Like, like, Just put it up front. Like, like <laughs> Mankind and Triple H had a cage match, match one on a pay per view. I'll never do a cage match ever again because there's no other big. No I'm, I'm applauding your effort. I'm applauding everyone's effort there. I remember I see Mark. Mark I saw Marco in the ring yeah. without shoes on. Like Castro's helping out. Yeah, you know? <laughs> like 
<laughs> Must have been like the worst feeling, not getting it together. And the minute the first piece went in, and everyone's like, yeah. I was like, oh, this is going to be bad. And then Cash was like, yeah. <laughs> he had a couple IPAs, too. And we all did. <laughs> But yeah, no, it was a really, it was, it was a really fun show, and I had, I, yeah, like I had a lot of fun drinking, talking with people, and watching. And the cage is something I'll, I'll never forget. It. I don't think you will either. Oh no, I would like to forget that it took forever. <laughs> and the worst part is, I'll go back, I'll watch it, and I'm like, oh, it looks nice. Ah, oh, we should do another cage match. But I'll remember the 40 minutes that it took uh-huh. to put the thing. The up. match was good too, and I wasn't even paying attention to the door. And yeah, I, the match itself was good. It had one jumping uh, spot, splash spot, which was good. It held together. The crowd, Tony Nos brought his crew, and like I think it made it feel special. So I thought they did well. The thing I'm most happy about is the improvement in Tony Nas. Mm-hmm. Like, a year ago, him by himself was just like, ooh, I don't know, man. Roy stands out so much. Mm-hmm. Now, Tony Nas, he I don't know if he's... Obviously, he's motivated. I don't know if he's pissed motivated. Or he just finally realized something and it something like went off in his head and he's like, Okay, I really gotta commit to doing as much as I can for wrestling if I really wanna build something out of this. I yeah. gotta get out of this mindset that shit's just gonna be thrown at me. Mm-hmm. But his match his match with last matches or his last match with Roy in the cage was really good. His match against Gregory yeah. Iron yeah, was, was, good. was pretty good. But yeah. No, I, I, I like the main event. I didn't like the forty minutes that I took to build the cage. <laughs> yeah. I agree. I'm looking forward to my 16 by 16 ring that's going to be three feet off the ground instead of a foot off the ground. Oh, that was not, that and the ring was shorter, too, because oh. of the cage. Mm-hmm. And then the ring guy tells me, oh, yeah, um, we're having problems with the cage because it's so low to the ground. You told me you had to put the thing low to the ground. Mm-hmm. I didn't tell you to put the thing low to the ground. You told me. That's frustrating. Yeah. Well, April 13th? April 13th. I'll tell. You, I'll, I'll even tell Church you the Brewery? name. Church Street Brewery. Name of the show is going to be not over on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I love no. that. And your main event, I will give you guys the exclusive on that. Cool. Will be Craig Mitchell versus Simon Grimm. Ooh, Ooh. I like it. Okay. It's going to be some arm bars in that one. Not a cage it, match. <laughs> not, no, right in straight up one on one. Craig, this I I feel like this will probably be Craig's toughest opponent that he's had since I mean yeah the match with PCO was rough yeah it was uh, the match with Crane was brutal yeah. but as far as like wrestling mm-hmm. I feel like Simon Grimm and, and Simon Grimm just since leaving the WWE you actually could see what he can do in the ring yeah and he is yeah and bringing his own like different type of per- like different character it feels different and it yeah. feels like I don't know I, I like it it took me a while like because I think I saw him Freshly out of WWE, and then uh, as he started being part of like local shows, like yeah. and was able to submit those promos with like I think Cello Pro, yeah, with, with, uh, for Monix, the Stroke Monix thing, uh, like just different things that he started bringing. I, I thought I think it's, he's he's doing pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, um, absolutely. Shaved the mustache. Can't believe that he shaved the mustache. Uh, yeah, he, his intensity, and mm-hmm. he he has a diff, the thing that I really like about Simon Grimm is he has a different mindset for wrestling than anybody else I've ever talked to. He he's he's got just his his focus on what should and should not be is completely different. Yeah, and 
Craig's looking. I know. I know. Craig's looking forward to the challenge. He actually wanted this match. So, it was at, this match was actually supposed to happen in August of last year. Oh wow! But since we had to cancel the show because Baby mm-hmm. Brown decided to screw us and not tell us they were closing down, we had to postpone it. Yeah, they came out of nowhere, right? Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, we were not given any heads up. We were. But not. that wasn't even just like, you know, to you guys. It was just to public. It was to their employees. Mm. Oh wow! They didn't even tell their employees that they were financially screwed. Just they didn't what, tell us a soul. The owner just up and left. Stop, no one's seen him. Yikes! Yeah, that's awful. Well, now we got to go to Itasca. Unfortunately, I, not even yeah. unfortunately, like. It's no thing for me because I live out that way. <laughs> but I know a lot of people like, oh, man, it's in the suburbs. It's so far. And these are the same people there. Oh, it's in the suburbs. It's so far. They're going two hours to Milwaukee to watch an independent wrestling show. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't want to travel 30 minutes because it's in the suburbs, but you'll get on the highway on Friday night, sit in rush hour traffic on 294 going up to Milwaukee. Yeah. To, to pay 30 something dollars to park on top of your ticket we're giving you free parking yeah it's street parking but it's free parking and yep. the tickets are less than what you're going up there and you're complaining about the drive like come on yeah. and what was it four bucks a beer yeah the IPAs were cheap the they, IPAs cost as much as like uh, or maybe even a dollar less than a PBR at Logan Square yeah they were actually that they said those they were selling them for cheaper than they actually sell them, and they didn't even tell me they were going to do that. So I mean, they, they were selling for sure. It worked. All right, let's let's get into desserts. Uh, one quite one. I want to do one self serving question, uh, because I feel like when Chris and I started doing this, and then we started like getting really involved with the wrestling community, I felt like a sense of apprehensiveness because we don't want to. We just want to make sure we're like representing ourselves. Excuse me. Like, well enough? And we don't want to feel like... So, I guess what I'm searching for here is, like, when we started, like, co- like talking about these shows and, like, trying to put the word out for these independent companies around here, like, what was your sentiment towards that? Because we don't want to be... We just don't want to be, like, uh, guys who have, like, a negative connotation in the... Because I know... Every person we talk to, it's like, yeah, we've been in this. How long have you been in the independent wrestling community? Like, oh, jeez. Uh, 2007. Yeah. 12 years. 12 years. And then all these, all of a sudden, these guys come out of nowhere. They just start. They just started going to shows in, like, 2014, independent shows. And, like, I don't know. I could see where people could, like, assume negative things. But I don't. What did you think when, like, you first heard of us and, like, um, you know, or like when anyone, any new podcast pops up, uh, you know what I'm trying to thing, get at? The thing, yeah, the thing with uh, like a local podcast where you're, you're centering yourself really around the local independent scene, yeah, don't limit yourself. It's so easy to limit yourself to the the big names, yeah, or the big indie names, or you know, in the end, those big indie names aren't going to be around very long, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, like you, you here, we'll take. We'll take Drew McIntyre. He was at AEW all the time. Mm-hmm. Got signed. You don't see him again. That's no. it. And it's so easy for people to settle on, like, like oh, AEW. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I had AEW's budget, I'd 
probably be using a lot more of that those people as well but don't ever or oh man this former wwe guy was on this show don't don't limit yourself to those those companies yeah and don't and yeah it's so much easier to to like oh yeah so we went to xyz company and we we got to see this former WWE guy, this guy from TNA, this guy from Evolve, this guy from, you know, from New Japan, this guy from... The... You want to do some justice? Cover the, cover the companies that need it. Yeah. Cover, cover them all. Don't, and I'm not saying go to, <clears throat> go to companies that you see guys that are wearing jean shorts and Dago tees and gym shoes and yeah no i think know, i know, know what you're trying to they're get at. bouncing off of a plank because yeah. they're too you know they're this big they're bouncing off like uh stepstool sarah she she posts mm-hmm. these videos from this company down in st louis and it's not really a company it's a yarder company okay and it is terrible absolutely terrible i'm not saying like companies like that okay where you could tell like nobody's trained don't cover that, but cover 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 the stuff that you could get into. Yeah, and that others might not know about. Mm-hmm. Like, don't limit yourselves. Like Warrior Wrestling, obviously they have an unlimited budget. <laughs> it's easy mm-hmm. to go and say, "Oh man, okay, Tessa's going to be there. Brian Cage is going to be there. Uh, Rich Swan's going to be there, and all these big ass names are going to be there." And then. Everyone will think like, "Oh, this is the 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 indie company of Chicago." No, it's really not. How many people are on there that are from Chicago? Three. They have one match on this coming up card that is Chicago local guys, and that's it. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, like cover, cover, cover. Spread stuff. the love. Is spread, what spread the love. Okay. Like. Let people know that there's other stuff out there. Yeah. Cool. I feel like that's what we do. And we even have to turn some people down uh, just because we can only see so much wrestling. And that's not... That sounded very braggadocious. It's not. But it's like... I just want to make sure we're doing good. And, like, you know, when, once we started doing this and we'll continue to do this, I want to just make sure, like, you know, our intentions are like, like what they the should s- be. The stuff, I, the stuff I saw posted most of the time is you guys cover AEW, Freelance, Zello. Mm-hmm. And we're at Warrior too. And Warrior too. Mm-hmm. Warrior every three months, whenever they're there. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's so much more to cover than just the big, the big shots. Like, I'll never speak negative about freelance wrestling. Freelance wrestling. Matt Nick saved me from getting out of wrestling, flat out. Mm-hmm. He, he, if, if Matt Nix was not there to go, hey, I have this this crazy ass idea, I want to pitch to you. Do you want to take underground and make it like a subsidiary of freelance? I'd be done. You would not be sitting here with me. We would not be talking about anything if it was not for Matt Nix. Yeah. And I know I've said it to him, but he probably thinks I'm full of shit. So hopefully now that it's on on record, <laughs> he'll actually believe me. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. The, it, it, yeah. I, I don't know what the hell I was going to say. I mean... Companies split off of other companies all the time. So. Yeah. Right. I think in the in the Magnus show, uh, you guys talked about uh, making the map of in the Chicago wrestling and how everybody at the end of the day is connected. 
and everything connects back to Windy City. Mm-hmm. Everything. One way or another, everything will connect back to Windy City Pro Wrestling, which is nothing now, even though he thinks he's a something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let's, cause, uh, so that's the start of the dessert. Um, thank you for letting me ask a little self-serving question. Um, let's, let's gush on Sting for a little bit. The goat. <laughs> <sighs> it's his song. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I've been how many people <laughs> I didn't want in the wrestling stuff. business uh, uh-huh. stayed with the same company till it died? That's a good question. No, not, many. not many. Not many. Yeah. Sting, Tommy Dreamer. Ah, uh, right. That's it. True. I can't. I can't. Uh, loyalty. Loyalty. <laughs> mm-hmm. Loyalty. Got offered to leave many a times and said no. Yeah. They came up with something called Sting Money. There's things <laughs> named after the guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's the icon. What did you first? What did you? Were you how? Why were you first drawn to Sting? And when were you first? Drawn I Sting? actually like. Obviously, the first memories of wrestling are WWF, but I was WCW from 1990 until 98. Okay. Before the finger point. Mm-hmm. I was finger poke doom. Yep. I was pro WCW. Screw WWF. I was never a Steve Austin fan. I was never into The Rock. I was never into that stuff. I mean, I watched it. Mm-hmm. But it was always okay. WWF is not commercial. Let's go to WWF. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, always been about Sting. I I had the original black shirt that said Sting Fatal Encounter in pink. I mean, it's always been about Sting. I I, I don't know what I think. It, I mean, it's the same thing for people that are like Ultimate Warrior fans. It, so, it's, it's the so color. It's like two juice yeah, The color for sure. <laughs> the, char- the charisma and the color and the energy was yeah, it. Two juice has Razor Ramon. Razor Ramon, you have Sting. Right. Yeah. Very proud of your shirts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> He's got Razor Ramon. He lives like Razor Ramon. <laughs> That's yeah, Sting got me back. Sting's probably the reason why you talk about being in this room. Sting's probably the reason why I'm in this room again. Cause he got me I went through a lull period of not watching. It was uh it was like once like 2002 hit I stopped and I got back into it because Sting came back to Survivor Series and that's when I started watching it and then I got really into it and then it was like oh there's this whole fucking independence scene I felt like a child I felt like a child when I watched him walk out yeah at Survivor Series everyone's like oh man James's guy's here I'm like shut up (laughs) (laughs) we were in we were in Villa Park watching on the big screen when we were running out of Villa Park we uh, there was a golly show that day. Mm-hmm. He did the show early and then offered people to stay. Hey, we're going to watch Survivor Series. If you want to stay, stick around. Cool. I think, like, do you, do you know who, like, Xavier is and Jason and Wilbur? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The front yeah. row guys. The, the front they row all mafia. stuck around and watched mm-hmm. it with us. But I literally was just like, I never thought I'd see this moment ever. <laughs> like, he stings in a WWE ring. Holy shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite version of Sting? I don't know. Like, not old man Sting. No. No, not old no, man Sting. No, not, not WWE. Did your heart uh, drop when, when he collapsed in the ring? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, Seth Rollins, <laughs> fuck you. Like, I went crazy on Seth Rollins. I was screaming at the TV. Yeah. yeah. I was like, that's it. That was tough. Dur- during that Two match- matches in, he's done. 
Mm-hmm. Like, shit. During that match, I was I was seriously a little kid. Uh, I remember watching that with our friend Matt Reed. And the first match, because Rollins did a double. Yeah, he had Russell Cena. He just lost the U.S. title, and I knew, and he was down on the ground, and I was like, "Play his fucking music, like get in there right now and just roll him up." Like, because I, I had convinced myself that they're gonna put oh, the yeah. title on Sting for a night, which is oh. not gonna ever gonna oh. happen. They'll, they'll do it for Zack Ryder, <laughs> but they won't do it for Sting. <laughs> I was like, "There's a chance." Everyone's like, really? I'm like, it's making me believe it's real. You know, there's a chance. I was taking on the five percent. The story, guys. The story. Guys. This, and this then is he real. took he took that buckle bomb and collapsed. I was like, oh no. Oh, he broke his neck. He's dead. He's got no. Okay, his hands are moving. He's not dead. Yeah. And I mean, kudos to him for trying to get back up and finish the match. Yeah. yeah. But I knew right there. I was like, that's it. No more Sting. Never gonna see Sting and Undertaker. Never gonna. No. That was that was the that match, was the that match everybody right? wanted, mm-hmm. and just never came to fruition. And now never. It will never will. So how pissed were you when Triple H went over on him? Because I was fucking pissed. Um, at Mania. I think. Right, because that was his first. That was his first WWE match. match, right? I, th- I think that they did enough BS to make it all right. Well, okay, like here, here comes after. DX. Yeah. All right, here comes here comes Hogan, Hall, and Nash. There's all this other stuff going on the outside of the ring, and here comes Shawn Michaels. Okay, that's the goat, as far as I'm concerned. He's the greatest of all time, Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels. Right. Fav- my favorite will always be Sting, but Shawn Michaels is the greatest of all time. Yeah. You know, okay, Shawn Michaels gets involved. They out they outmanned him four to three. It, it made sense. <laughs> the thing I hated though was the fact that they kept going back to, oh, you're just pissed because we put WCW out of business. WCW's been out of business for how many years at this point? Yeah. yeah. Like, no one, no one's even thinking about that. Sting's there because you're an asshole. He does not like you. You were trying to put people out of their careers, at least storyline-wise, out of their careers by being this, this overbearing, egotistical authority figure. He's there to stop it because that's what he did for WCW. He was the anti-NWO guy. We won't even talk about the wolf pack and how dumb he looked in the red and black. But you got that. Funko. I actually, I actually like the Funko way. He got I got all three Sting figures. That I actually, came out. I, li- I like the way he looked in red. But that's just oh fair. god, with the goatee, I was just like, dude, and the, the hair, like no, like I love, like my favorite Sting. I think I'll always be Surfer Sting. Okay, answer that part. But no, I wasn't mad that Triple H won. I was mad with how they brought it to the match where oh it's WCW versus WWE no it's not yeah mm-hmm. WCW has been gone for 13 14 years at this point it doesn't matter anymore okay um do uh, I think I have maybe one more same question what oh one time my friend and I had Sting Marathon and watched like 12 matches 12 Sting matches in a row um we found some gems Sting Invader was the only convincing strap match or like chain match that I've ever seen Vader have you ever seen a, that match? Vader was a bloody mess. It was great. Bloody mess. His ear um, was ripped open. He was bleeding from the mm-hmm. ear. All his back pimples were busted open. From the <laughs> his back pimples. R.I.P. Um, and then uh, it was like like Beach Bash 92. It was like Sting versus Cactus Jack was like another the hit. False Con Anywhere match. Yeah. Cactus Jack was always like like taking like sunset flips off the apron on the concrete. It's just like you don't have to do that, guy. <laughs> now now look at Foley. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and then, yeah, and then one of my favorites is always the first time he beat Flair at Amer- a Great American Bash in 90. Yes, I actually got the VHS of that. Awesome. I eBayed the shit out of it and bought it. I can't believe I did, especially because I bought it when, during the time of DVD. <laughs> <laughs> got the VHS. Pre-network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But DVDs were out. Yeah. And Blu-rays were out, I think, at the time, too, still. Um, yeah, any, is that, what would you say your favorite sing matches or just like, do you have one? Oh, man. Um, aside from the finish, Hogan and Sting. Because mm-hmm. that's one of those matches where you never thought you'd see it because they were both such huge baby faces forever. And for mm-hmm. Hogan to go heel and wrestle. And I mean, if you listen to Bischoff's podcast, he explains what happened and why it happened and why the finish was so just like wait a minute he actually Hogan beat him Hogan beat him it was the count then, right it was yeah. the referee Nick Patrick was supposed to count fast he counted regular his count is awful yeah sorry because <laughs> l- listen to it start okay. at Starcade 97 podcast for Bischoff he explains the whole thing what's the name him of and Conrad Tom- 83 weeks 83 weeks yeah him and Conrad Thompson legitimately get into a massive fight on that podcast because he's screaming at Bischoff, and Bischoff's doing his well, I don't really recall shit. Uh huh. And he's like, and Conrad Thompson, I think he pulls himself away from the microphone and he's screaming, but it sounds like he's screaming or he's really yelling. Yeah. Great podcast to listen to is that one, that specific episode if you're a Sting fan for sure. Because okay. you hear what, what, how he showed up and why it would happen, happened. All right, we got to do a podcast about a podcast. <laughs> Very much. <laughs> Sorry, I took up some time during that. Um, I also have on here your love of Funko Pops. Yeah, 270-ish, maybe more. You're, you're going to hit the 300 mark after oh, this. Yeah, I've already run out of room. I have to buy more glass cases to put these things in. What does the wife think about that? Uh, well, here, funny story. She's like, you have too many. You're gonna run. You ran out of room. You have nowhere to go. I'm like, what are you talking about, babe? I could put three more cabinets against the wall over there. We have the entire living room. You're not putting those things in the living room. I'm like your Buddha stuff is all in the living room. Why can't I have my pops in the living room? Uh, she thinks sometimes they're a little too much. But then today the New York toy f- uh, toy fair is going on. Yeah. And she's like, oh my god, did you see these? Did you see these? And I tell her about the ten inch state puff, and she's like, you've got to get that one. Like. <laughs> Wait a minute. You just got done telling me the other day how I have way too many. She's like, well, if there was ever one to get, that's one to get. I'm like, <laughs> you, can't, you can't fit. And here's the thing. She's got a couple of her own, too. Yeah, yeah. I bought them for her, but I didn't see her going, no. No. Yeah. Here they I are. completely understand. Them. Carla was telling me like, that the Funko yeah, Pop is getting out of, out of hand. And I'm like, I know. I feel it, too. But I just want to get these. She tagged me today on the uh, Backstreet Boys, but not Backstreet Boys. Is it Backstreet Boys? Back, yeah. yeah, Backstreet Boys, NSYNC, NSYNC. BT. Yeah, no, it was Are you a Backstreet Boys, Boys fan growing up? Carla. Okay. Not me. I'd like NSYNC growing up, I'll admit it. I'm, yeah. I'm a man, I'm 40. <laughs> but if we ever go to Vegas, <laughs> apparently that's one thing we got to do. It's good go see that. the Backstreet Boys. Nice. They have so. Vegas residency now? Apparently, they, they have a that's show there. That's news to me. in a ton of money. Britney Spears is killing Because I was trying to make Vegas the case run. to go to... Um, you know, the double or nothing. Double or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, it's on your birthday. You always want, you know, she's always, because she's been to Vegas before. And I'm like, yeah. But at the end of the day, it's like, no, it's not happening. So I'm like, all right. But she did tag me on the Backstreet Boys once. 
So I was like, well, we need to make some space then. For yeah, sure. The, I, should, I showed her the NSYNC ones and the Backstreet Boy ones. She's like, I really want the NSYNC ones. I'm like, wait a minute. You tell me you like Backstreet Boys better than NSYNC. She's like, that's because I hate Justin for what he did. <laughs> I was like, what, he, he didn't do solo? anything. He, he went solo. He killed the band. <laughs> no, he didn't kill the band. He didn't kill the band. Yes, he did. He went so Okay, fine, fine. Kill the band. But yeah, she, uh, she has her own. She doesn't have quite as many as me, but... What's, uh, what would you say is your, your favorite? Or you're the one, like, I, I really wanted to get this, and I went for it, and... Probably the, the Chicago Punk one. That was the, mm-hmm. that was the start. That was the first one. Oh, was, that was your starting... I saw the Chicago Punk one, and I was like, okay, I want this one. I'm like, ah, I just want this one. And I was like, oh, they made a Brock Lesnar, too. Mm-hmm. Well, shit, I'll get the Brock Lesnar and a CM Punk. Bought him. For regular store price. Right, I was going to ask, like, did you get it at yeah, regular price? Okay. 15 bucks. Mm-hmm. Got them. I used to keep them. I had them in my office at work. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't need any more. And then it just, I was like, oh, man, they made this, too. Okay. Uh, just a couple more. Mm-hmm. And then it was just like, oh, whole sets. Cool. Yeah, I need this. Oh, cool. I, I mean, I, I even went and... I felt like I was buying drugs. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No. I, I had two. I, I. Two people. I bought. A, I'm in a group with a bunch of people. Chicago something something something. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's two people like uh, this guy. Do you know who uh, Chris Eastwood is? Mm-mm. He's in that ECW group. It sounds familiar. He had the three autograph ones I really wanted: Punk, Sting. AJ Styles. I was like, oh, hey, would you do this? He's like, yeah. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, will you ship on me? He's like, sure, no problem. He goes to freelance shows. I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. this guy's good. I checked with D Ray. I was like, hey, do you ever buy shit from this guy? He's like, yeah, he's one of the good ones. His shit's legit. It's off that <laughs> uh-huh. I'm like, okay, good. I just bought the three signed ones. He's like, oh, shit. And then I bought another lot from a guy who lives out near Bolingbrook. We, okay. I literally had to meet the guy in the parking lot of the bank on the corner because he lives X amount of minutes away. And the guy out of the car, he's like, do you want to check it? Make sure they're okay? I'm like, I, 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 I trust you, man. Like, mm-hmm. It's cool. Like, My buddies have bought shit from you from before. He's like, okay. He's like, man, well, here. Reaches into his pocket. I'm like, getting shot. Which is the here man for you? And he gives me uh, two of the little ones, the ones that are like that uh, big. Keychain oh. ones? No, not keychain. I don't know. They're you they're got Funko, me one, right? They're Funko something or other. Like okay. they're in the one. They're the ones like the, in come the mystery in box. Oh, the mystery boxes. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. He gave me a Hogan and Andre for free. I was okay, like, here you go, man. I was like, oh, thanks. But I was like, oh man, this looks like I'm buying like You're keys of uh, coke, and I'm putting <laughs> in the back of my car in this People mystery box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it got it, it's an addiction mm-hmm. I, I know it's an addiction now well I support it yeah the, my, my mistake is like once I get a Funko from a series I just have to have the whole series like I can't have an incomplete you're a completist well yeah like, in that sense like I mentioned earlier I got the the invisible John Cena mm-hmm. and it comes in that series with Flair and the other Flair and man okay i can't remember who else is in there i have no uh, orton and batista batista mm-hmm. i was like ah 
I don't need the flares. I don't need Orton and Batista. I just want this Cena, and that's all I got. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to make sure I keep it that way. <laughs> <laughs> so no, okay. it, it's an addiction. I'll check. Out, I'll check in with you next show to see if you yeah. if you bought um, the other one. I I own 400 now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's finish it off with questions from the ECW group. I'm not. What do you say? Yeah, let's do it. I'm not getting dusty. Do you have? A, do you want me to pull them up, or do you? Yeah, have yeah. Up? If you could, I, I okay. don't know where my phone is. I'll pull them up for a second. Yeah. So the first one was, uh, D Ray asked you to do a impression of being Dusty Rhodes, um, praising. He says, "Ask him to do his Dusty voice, describing his joy for Kylie Ray." Oh my God. Okay. So legit, I I'm not doing the Dusty voice. But I legitimately, was, yeah, you could boo me. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, He's just seeking for heat. Here, man. What did I tell oh, you? No, you got the, okay. I'm pass that. So, all right, we're, oh, we're, we're opening the dolls with lighters. Chris is like, I'm not a real Mexican if I can't open <laughs> yeah, the doll like, with a lighter. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sitting at home, and I'm like, oh, the, I'm like, oh, the all-in thing's on tonight, and I'm I'm in pre-show mode. Mm-hmm where the only thing I'm really thinking about is the show the next day. I'm not thinking about anything that's going on. I'm on my laptop. I'm doing stuff for the show. I'm like, oh, I, I can watch it on my phone. So I pop it up on my phone. The mm-hmm. wife's like, what are you watching? I'm like, oh, I'm watching the press conference for uh, the talent pool party for All Elite. And she's like, oh, well, why don't you put it up on the TV? I'm like, I didn't think you'd want to watch it. Mm-hmm. She's like, no. She's like, Kylie's there, right? I'm like, yeah. She's like, put it on. Pull up YouTube on the big-ass TV and play it. I'm watching. And so you already knew that she was going to be on. Maybe. I knew she was there. She, <laughs> okay. she canceled my, my yeah. show. I had, <laughs> I had to know. Yeah, I know. I know. That, that, was, I, that was That was a so possibility. Awesome. All right. It, it was so awesome. And like she came out, and I was smiling so hard. Because mm-hmm. I I, I've known her before she started wrestling. I went to WrestleMania 28 with her in okay. Miami. That was Miami? 20 or 29? Which one was Miami? Once in a lifetime. That was twice in a lifetime. Yeah, that was Miami. No, 28 was Atlanta. 29. No. Whatever. Whatever one was in Miami. Yeah, for, yeah. I met, that's where I met her for the first time. was in Miami. And I, I knew her from the start i watched her sign up i watched her sign her training contract because she did it at the school that i was helping run with bryce benjamin and like i was smiling so hard i'm like i'm so fucking happy for her i started to cry mm-hmm. and i'm like oh this is so embarrassing and the wife's like are you crying i'm like no <laughs> and she's like i've seen you cry like twice we've been together for six years and you're crying because of this I'm like, look, it's an emotional situation. I'm, I'm just happy for her. Like, yeah. So I, I, I was, I'm so happy for her. Yeah. I, I can't stress that enough. And mm-hmm. yeah. So I, I cried. So what? Yeah. All, it was dusty. We're all grown men here. It was dusty well, in the room. There's the dusty. No, there, there, there's your, your dusty eyes are, impression. Your eyes are dusty. I got dust in my eyes, and <laughs> no, I, I was so happy for her. I, she, when she called and told me that she had to pull off the show, and it wasn't because she was going to Austin, Texas. I was excited. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. I, um, I did everything I could to try to put together a show that everybody would be happy. And, and the weird part is this: like, yeah, we pulled her. We had to. 
I waited as long as I could because I was waiting on I was waiting on her, and all the stuff of freelance happened, and I was like, okay, she's champ now, so I can't really do the I can't post anything prior to her winning and all that shit. So we did it Saturday morning, and we sold more tickets after we announced her off the show than we did two months prior, which I thought was strange. Was it just like people figuring out about her and then trying to see like where she was and then finding you? I don't know. I don't know. I honestly can't pinpoint why, but we sold more in five days than we did in two months. Hmm. With it advertises her and Jeff as the main event for two months, five days after we announced it, we sold more. Historically, has that been the case that you saw more near near the date of the show? We're we're still new to the to the mm-hmm. advanced tickets. We didn't really have much to dabble with at Bader Brown because of all the stuff that goes on in Chicago. Well, you can't say it, you're selling a ticket. You can say it's a donation. Right. So we we were nervous about doing it, and then we were like. Finally said, screw it. Let's see what we can. We had to put that. Oh, it's a, it's a donation on the ticket thing, and like it was never. It, it was never anything like that really moved the needle. It was our our biggest strong point has always been walk up. Mm-hmm. Always. Yeah. This is the first time the presale outdid the walk up. This is the first time we sold as many tickets presale as we did. Hmm. We like the last. Like I won't count. This year's versus GCW show because it was a combined effort between both companies. Yeah. But we doubled our advanced, we doubled our best advanced tickets that we ever did. Mm-hmm. Did you have any type of question or can you ask a question after fact to like a list of emails? Like what made you decide to come? Come. To the show? Did you, did you like, did you ask that question to anyone at all? No. Uh, I, I I didn't even think about doing that. Yeah. Uh, next time, I think on the thirteenth, I'll walk around and be like, "Hey, what brought I've, you here?" I've never yeah. I've never really seen you at a show before. Why are you here? What brought you here? What mm-hmm. is a specific person? A specific match? Just, I mean, we tried a long time ago to do like a survey when you walk in. Oh, here, fill this out and turn it back to us. But people are like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, for sure." We're not here to fill things out. We're here to watch. Yeah, mm-hmm. but. No, I, I didn't even think twice about it. Okay. About asking people. Um, Dan, uh, D-Ray also said... Um, his questions were good. Talk about his time, your time working with Carlos from Galley and booking the show and the favorite angle he made for Carlos. And then any that, rewrite... That's a podcast in itself, right? Like, yeah. Like, Carlos go way back. I was there the third show ever. Third ever Galley show? show? Um, best angle we ever did. It was a two-year angle. It yeah. was the best two years Galley ever had as far as attendance uh, with Bryce winning the Galley championship as a baby face. Then we're going into everything that Jazz, who's Bryce's partner, even, I mean, to this day, but in Galley is where they first started teaming up. That Jazz is, Jazz is in it for the championship. He doesn't care about their friendship anymore. He wants to be champ again. 
he never got his rematch when he lost the title in the first place. So I'm out there as the big bad heel manager, and I'm telling him, I'm like, you know, Jazz, just come with me. I'll make you champion. I'll make you a star. I'll do whatever it takes. Jazz deny, deny, deny. Finally, it looks like, you know, he's come to the dark side. Bryce is starting to believe it, starting to believe it. Finally, they get their their one-on-one match. I come out with the chair. Sliding into Jazz. Jazz picks it up. Goes to look as if he's going to hit Bryce with it. And then drops it. Grabs me. Bryce picks it up. Cracks Jazz. Bryce is now with me. Oh, kind of right. like the Tatanka, Lex yeah, Luger yeah, yeah, storyline yeah, yeah. from the early 90s. Yeah. And then for the next year, just feuded with Jazz till finally... They had another one-on-one. Bryce beat Jazz, put him through a table, tombstone him through a table. And then GPA came out, babyface GPA, mm-hmm. and took Jazz's spot and won the title. That, that was two years of my life invested into one angle on top of all the other angles that we were doing on the show. Yeah. yeah. And I think that was probably the best storyline we ever did in Golly. And, I mean, for two years... And then Carlos chose bringing back somebody that was not very well-liked because of his attitude and how he saw himself. Mm-hmm. And he picked him over me doing all the booking. Mm. And then things changed. Uh, the last part of the question was... That's interesting, by the way, what you just said. The last part of the question was uh, anything you would rewrite for UGW or Galley? Do you have any, like, booking regrets? A whole bunch of stuff from UGW. whole bunch of stuff. Can you pick one thing? Um, I could give you a scenario. I, I, and you don't have I to wish, if you don't want to. No, I'm going to answer. Okay. I'm going to answer it like this, because there's a lot of negativity that came out of the end of UGW as a whole. But things I would have changed would have probably been putting my trust in others and not doing what I thought would have been best for business. That if I could go back and change all of that, I totally would. Because by the end of Underground, friend people, friendships aren't there anymore. Mm. Uh, others completely despise me Mm. without any good reason because of what they think happened versus reality reality is it's not what he thinks yeah it's a he Mm -hmm. not what he thinks Mm -hmm. it's completely different yeah so if I could go back and change any stuff it would be who I used I I would have I would have done then what I'm doing now okay where I'm using different talent yeah and i'm not using all of these guys that have been around or came back after being gone for so long like there's certain ones i definitely would like i'm a huge fan of eric priest do you know if you know who that is yeah he mm-hmm. does i know he does kaiju a lot yeah i'm a huge fan of eric priest that is the that was my favorite indie guy when i first started watching these so bringing him in was awesome because the fan in me got to like i got to be involved in a match with the guys that i used to watch yeah and like that was a great time but there's others that came in and left and came in and 
just no, nah, I would change that. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I was told one thing, went against what I was told, and I was fooled. Well, well the positive is that you made mistakes are made, but like you're not making the same mistakes again with freelance on the ground and Absolutely. you're putting out a great product. So Thank you. Uh, Jeremy Garcia says, What are your goals <laughs> for freelance underground in the next couple of the of years? What I would love one of my main goals is to wipe the stigma as like a lot of people see us as oh you're just the other freelance brand or you're the really? you're the unwanted child of freelance well i could tell you this uh, we were wanted by freelance it was, it was totally a matt nick's idea mm-hmm. he came up with it if he didn't want it it wouldn't be going on yeah mm-hmm and I think he said that when we had him on. Like, I think Freelance Underground had their first show or about to have their first show. And that's where he explained the concept, the idea. And yep. he was excited that you guys, you agreed to it. So Yeah, absolutely. The only thing I asked him for, I was like, I'm all about everything. But I want to have our own champions. I don't want to have the same champions. I'm like, I feel like if we have the same champions, then I'm committed to having to essentially do what you're doing. And yeah. I, I think that will kill any kind of... Any kind of audience that separate audience that we could possibly build is the same like, damn yeah, thing. But I do like that the freelance underground title gets defended at freelance and the freelance championship and every free- now and again. Yeah, mm-hmm. comes over and is on our show, mm-hmm. which I'm all about as long as it makes sense and it fits. Yeah, uh, and they said, "What uh, what talents in the future?" Uh, would you like to work with so like what new talents I guess would you bring in that oh you man yet? Um, or is maybe if there's one because you could probably go on forever with it just who comes to mind man who would I really like to work with see the, a lot of the people that we would like to work with are not allowed to work with us okay like I would uh, man like I've worked with DJ Z in the past. Would love to have him back, but I can't. Mm-hmm. Would love to have. Uh, oh man, name the name slipping me right now. I would have loved to have Phoenix and Pentagon, but we couldn't. I would love to have. Uh, names are escaping me right now. Is there anyone that is available that you would? Uh, um, I would love to have. Uh, Maria Manic come out here. Okay, that's a good one. Uh, Effie, who's worked for Freelance once. Effie's been Dude, I, I need to Effie's see Effie man. again. He is the man. At least like from what the small port, the small sample size I've seen from him. Pero and Odinson, the end. They were tag team in Evolve. Okay, I'm not uh, familiar with them. Pero is one of the uh, few openly gay. Wrestlers. Oh yeah, Mike Perry. Yeah. Mike Perry. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I know who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't we know, yeah. we we've gone back. We we go back and forth liking stuff on each other's twitters. What the hell? Are you gonna buzz? Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's funny. Oh, <laughs> it's Carlos. <laughs> Sorry, Carlos. Uh, uh, man, yeah. so many people. We have a list. Solo Darling is on our is on our list of people we'd like to work with. Also, go on. Uh, Spinelli. Casey Spinelli is on our list. She was an impact for a short time. Okay. 
um, man, who else? No, no. Obviously, the Canadian guys we would like to we would like to work with more that you see at freelance. Durst and Kobe, mm-hmm. Kobe uh, same person. Kobe Durst. <laughs> Durst, the Space Pirates. I really like the Space Pirates tag team. You guys really haven't probably seen a lot of Shane Saber. Bits and pieces. Uh, pieces. I, I think I've only seen him as the Space Pirates. Yeah. Shane, Black Label and Freelance. We had him versus Isaiah at the first Bader Brow show. Okay, then. It was really mm-hmm. good. Um, there's a guy called uh, guy named BMD from Canada. I love working with Ethan Page. Ethan Page just, Ethan Page has got an awesome mind for the business. Mm-hmm. Um who else? Like Trip, I would like to work with Trish, Trip Cassidy again with his new clown. Is that why Jason Jazz got a red balloon? Because Trip Cassidy's coming. <laughs> That's initially what I thought. No, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Okay. You okay. Find out on April thirteenth. Right. Okay. I, I think the I think that people that know who it is or when you see the the thing happen. I think it'll be everybody will be very excited. Okay. Okay. Uh, and the last question is uh, ha- uh, Hank from uh, Busted Open Radio. This bastard. <laughs> uh, Hank from Chicago, <laughs> Busted Open Radio. Uh, ask him where his go-to lunch spot is. Wingstop. Wingstop. <laughs> Wingstop. That's okay. I, okay. Hank, like Hank and I. Hank and I. Okay. At least once a week, we'll go out for fucking lunch because it's close to where I work, and you know he he just. He works at Boston Open whenever he wants to, <laughs> and uh, he's he's more available than I. So the, yeah, we usually go to Wingstop. Nice bastard. What's the order? Uh, ten wings, original hot fries, ranch, and drink. Bada okay. bing, bada boom. Yeah. Um, but how do you feel, man? I feel great. And the the most important thing, as far as fu is concerned is yeah we had a great turnout we had a good show i feel like the overall freelance on the ground by the way guys f you man (laughs) that's a t-shirt right there i know is there there? like f you man f yeah (laughs) the initials are on purpose okay very much on purpose i did not want wrestling in the name and there's there's reasons for it and i'll tell you off air okay if you guys want to hear anything <laughs> that I can't necessarily discuss because I don't want to make enemies. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But... F-U-Dub. I want F-U-Dub. it to continue to grow. It, like, it, we, we have something different. We have a different atmosphere. And I like that about what we got. So. Yeah. I'm I do excited. too. I mean, I'm different. excited to see what's going to happen this year. See if we're able to pull off what we pulled off uh, this month. Okay. In April. At... What's the Twitter handle? Uh, at fu underscore james c. Fu underscore james c, and then at for, what's the freelance on the ground oh, one? At freelance und rgd because you know they couldn't just give me a couple extra characters. <laughs> Is it freelance underground without the vowels? Is it underground without the vowels? Essentially, no? okay. except the gd is without the n and the r. Okay. <laughs> we'll put it on the we'll link. Yeah, we'll yeah, link yeah. Like it. Uh, but you know, I just want to say thank you for coming out and spending thank, two hours thank, with us. Thank you for asking me to. Yeah. Yeah. It's been like like we said at the beginning. It's something we've wanted to do for a while. Mm. Um, and you know. And the thing the thing is, I go. I try to fly so far under the radar. As far as had people. 
people don't know who I am, and I because I'm not a, a main thing on a main show. Like you won't see me. Yeah, absolutely. On a show. Like I, you'll see me floating around. I'll talk to people, and they'll like James and Russo, and yeah. I'm like, okay. It took months for me to like put a face to the name. So that's that's true. Like you, you are really <laughs> well you under can, the radar and yeah. doing things behind the scenes and doing your part. <laughs> At the last show, people were going up to Matt next, going, "Hey, is it cool?" He's like, "This ain't my shit, man." <laughs> <laughs> Them over mm-hmm. there, you could go see those guys. Oh well, I just assumed. He's like, "No, man, this ain't this ain't my thing." That's He's probably like, a relief. I'm just here him. wrestling. <laughs> I, don't, I don't wrestle on my own sto- shows now. I, I wrestle on the others. So. Yeah. Yeah, I just, like I said, I try to fly under the radar. Not many people know who I am, and I don't mind that. But at the same time, it's frustrating, too. It's like, reach out. Yeah. Like, if you don't know who I am, you know, I could walk right past you and you wouldn't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we'll, what's the ending, right? Should we wrap it up then? Go home? Yeah, we can wrap it up. We can go home. Uh, this will be a two-parter. At this point, you're listening to the second part of yeah. the show. Uh, again, thanks. Thank uh-huh. you. Uh, make sure you go to the next upcoming show for Freelance Underground. Uh, we'll put all the details in the, the description part. Uh, for now, you can follow us at Two Heels in a Face. That's Two Heels in a Face dot com. Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram. That's Two Heels in a Face. Number Two Heels in a Face. Mm-hmm. And you can listen to us at Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and hashtag Beat Up GPA.